Hi, I'm Callista. And I'm Allison, and welcome back to I Don't Want to Talk About Politics, a podcast where we discuss the things you don't want to talk about around the Thanksgiving dinner table. Well, we are back with another late night recording, which I hope is not as chaotic as our um, Earth Day episode, because that episode <laughs> had some chaotic bits to it. But maybe we'll, maybe we'll be learning some new things, like um, how about where rivers flow to? Maybe we'll learn about like lakes today or mountains. Maybe. I mean, I am surrounded by mountains, so. I am currently looking out at the Willamette River. Uh, well, I hope everyone had a wonderful Mother's Day. Callista, what did you guys do for Mother's Day? My little sister had soccer games, so my mom met us at the championship soccer game, and then we had dinner all together. My dad made um, steak. Ooh. We went to, up to Bridgeport, which is like 20 minutes from Portland, and we went to P.F. Chang's, and then afterwards we went to Lake Oswego, and there's this like really famous ice cream shop in downtown Portland called Salt and Straw, and they're kind of known for like their like unique flavors and stuff. It's very trendy. Like, um, my favorite was always the boring one, which was, like, snickerdoodle. And, like, there's nothing, like, it wasn't, like, that interesting. Like, it had, like, snickerdoodle pieces in it. But I just really loved snickerdoodles growing up before I was, like, lactose intolerant. And then, um, but they opened up another location in, like, Oswego, which is kind of a little bit past Portland. And so we went there, and because it's spring, they had, like, an entire, like, floral menu so they had like it was like hibiscus coconut lime and a couple other ones um i hate the taste of coconut and they use coconut to make their ice cream their dairy-free ice cream so i did not get to try any so i was a little sad about that but i honestly think salt and straw is a little overrated there's another place called ruby jewels and they have an amazing um honey lavender ice cream and I know that makes Callista like toes like scrunch up because she is in fact allergic to lavender. Yeah. But you can eat like lavender flavoring, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't touch a lavender plant. Mm-hmm. They also have a strawberry basil ice cream. And for some reason it tastes like tomato soup. I'm not kidding. Like, I don't know why. I think it's a basil. Like, the only way that would t- taste like tomato soup is if you have but it legitimately tastes like tomatoes like it's not strawberry tomato basil it's just strawberry basil other than that this is well I guess the first half of this is my last recording as a teenager it is my birthday on Wednesday well I guess it'll be it was my birthday on Wednesday and I'm turning 20 years old and I do not feel I don't know why I'm, like, not happy to be a year older this year. Okay. Like, I'm just, like, (laughs) great. Now I have to, like, start, like, I don't know, being an adult, like, applying for credit cards and learning how to do my taxes. Um, Costa, do you have any, like, I don't, my family doesn't have, like, a lot of birthday celebrations. I honestly, I don't usually like celebrate my birthday very big every year it's kind of like it just comes and it goes but Callista do you have any like 
birthday celebrations. You come from a big family, so I feel like you have like eight of them a year. Uh, you know, there's well, we do them for the kids, but that's it. You know, I feel like every time you turn a corner, you'd be like, oh, another birthday's coming up. Yeah, like with my cousins, not all of them do birthday parties, so there's really not a lot of birthday parties and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, we we did them when I was like growing up. Mm-hmm. I know one of your sisters had a milk and cookies party, and that like absolutely like warmed my heart. Yeah, we discussed that in the birthday episode. I don't know if I cut it though. Maybe you did. I think I did, but I just like curled over and like died. It was so cute. Was that was in their birthday episode. And tampons. <laughs> that was the case um for my 16th birthday and I think another year my dad and I went to San Francisco and it was really fun because he like traveled a lot and so he just used his miles and he had like a trip that weekend so we went for Labor Day Memorial Day Memorial Day yeah we went for Memorial. Sorry, someone like revved their engine. We went for Memorial Day weekend, and we went and saw a Giants game, and it was really fun. And we did that twice, and it was really fun. They lost both times, but the first game that we went to, they um, oh, the first game I think I went to, there was a fight, and it was so fun. I'm trying to think of like a memorable birth- memorable birthday from when I was younger. For my preschool, for in preschool. I remember that we did a Hawaiian-themed birthday. One of my sisters had a Hawaiian-themed birthday. I remember that I was in a bad mood because my dad took me to get my hair done that morning. My and then I... birthday, I had to go on the dark party and right before I got my hair cut and she cut my hair wrong. You told me about that. Super, super short. My, my party was fun, but mm-hmm. my haircut was bad, but my party was fun. I don't know. I was like five, but I do remember that my like you know like when no never mind. You were you didn't go to preschool. Okay, so I went to. Okay, so like one of the things is like sometimes if you like for like like if you didn't invite everyone like all the girls or something in your class, there'd be like drama at school. And so my mom invited all the girls in my preschool over, but like. There was one girl I very much did not like who was there. And I was like, great, she's here. And she was in, I remember she annoyed me the entire time. Anything else you would like to discuss beforehand? I think I'm good. (laughs) All right, let's get on to the top news stories of this week. Okay, we're going to start with Title 42 which recently ended. Title 42 allowed illegals to be sent back to where they came from by Border Patrol. So this was, ex- they wanted to end it a while a while ago, but the CDC said it needed to be extended or it needed to stay in place because of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Fear of them bringing COVID over the border or something. 
let alone that that not that was their biggest concern not caring about like the fentanyl and like the human trafficking and the other illegal drugs and like all the violence and stuff but you know we'll we'll just we just gotta wait you know obviously COVID's the issue well that ended at 11 59 eastern standard time last week Mm-hmm. So on Thursday. So now our border is literally wide open and we can't we can't send anyone back. At all. Can't touch them. This is ridiculous. Like it makes me mad. Like, like watching some of the videos of people crossing this week and then like the shelters i was like this is so sad like the border cities they're the poor border cities like literally can't do anything they're overridden with all of these illegals now but they can't do anything about it yeah and like they're not the ones that are like voting they're not the ones that are voting this in like voting and like advocating for this it's the cities that are not it's the states that are not border cities that are advocating for this please and like they just are like oh because then they all go back to like martha's vineyard like all these legislators like go back to like their little houses in like martha's vineyard and like just like find more ways that they can like use legislation to line their own pockets the other thing was totally well sort of related to this but i saw something earlier this week a video of just men crossing the border i'm like why are just men crossing from Mexico? Like, I think it was only in one border area, but there was, like, no women, no children, just That's very like, odd. hundreds of men. And I'm, like, slightly concerning. Like, what, what is their goal? That's very, very odd. I was, like, like, some of the border crossings do have families, but this one particular one just had men crossing. Like, what are they running from? Where are they going? What's their goal? <laughs> I need to know the answers. <laughs> well, yeah, the four border cities are completely being trashed by all of these people, like, marching in. Because they basically can do whatever now. And they don't... They say they have to follow the same rules. But I'm very much on the illegals kind of get to do whatever they want. Yeah, and they cost us billions of dollars in taxes Mm -hmm. and then they go to like school then they go to like college and stuff and they get like so many scholarships and stuff and then like people who I don't know have like other siblings but both their parents went to college are but don't get any um don't get any like financial aid because apparently their parents make too much and are both educated get punished for it where people who come here legally get full rate scholarships exactly not that i have any issues with our financial aid system no issues at all it's perfect i love it no issues you love fafsa fafsa is great I promised myself that when Biden, if the if the college reparations thing ends up passing, that I won't take it. Like in the same reason that I never have applied for an for any sort of like racial scholarship. Mm-hmm. But then 
then I think about like the loans that I'm going to be taking out for like law school and stuff and I'm like uh it's so hard but to see like also the way it works it like punishes everyone that didn't go to school yeah. and so like then I'm like well listen I'm going for a useful degree it's not like it's women's history like I'm going for a useful degree that I'm going to use to benefit other people because I want to be a judge but I do I like I lived like I would never like, it's the same reason I never have applied for, it's, like, why I'm anti-affirmative action. The same reason I never applied for any of those, like, Black diversity scholarships. I've I've debated on applying for one just to see if I could get one. <laughs> if you get a Black diversity scholarship, I'm going to unfriend you, and I'm going to unfriend you. Just both on, I'm going to, you know what, we can still do the podcast, but I am going to unfollow you on Instagram. <laughs> okay like our friendship will stay exactly the same but you will know that i no longer follow you on instagram okay but the mayor of um el paso texas as well as two other city tex city texas texas cities (laughs) not real city texas Texas. (laughs) el paso and two other texas cities declared a state of emergency in anticipation of the ending of title 42 i almost said title 49 again city cities the border cities are struggling with shortages and stuff now too like it's just it's crazy Mm -hmm. all on that (laughs) So not only are they attacking your cities, but they like I come from we both come from sanctuary states. Uh-huh. So even if Title 42 was still in place, this would be affecting us. Oh my gosh. Okay, I need a diagnosis on this before. I need someone to diagnose me with something. My left eye has been twitching for like seven days and it is driving me crazy and I need someone to like reach out and be like here's how we can fix it because I literally told Callista I was going to start banging my head with a rock until it stopped twitching please don't do that and also seven days what about all the times when we were still at school okay but it wouldn't twitch as much when I was at school like it's been consistently twitching for seven days like every couple minutes it just goes I'm worried I'm going to like freak out one of my customers one of these days Okay. Oregon's Congress is in um session. Sorry. Yeah, yeah Oregon Washington's went. Yeah, we're in session right now. And this is kind of a funny story because it does kind of have a happy ending. Um so there is a bill that was passed in the House called the House Bill 2002. Um and so Oregon's House has a supermajority, obviously Democrat, but they have a majority in the Senate Democrat, but not a supermajority. So if you don't understand how that works, with a supermajority, basically, if they basically with a supermajority, like if they all agree on something to get voted through, like no matter how many of the Republicans vote on it, like it's just gonna go through. Mm-hmm. So like so this bill. Um, is surrounding um, gender-affirming care and abortion. So 
basically at the heart of what this bill is doing, it is lowering the age of consent for medical procedures from, I believe it was at like 17 to 15. So anyone 15 and older can get an abortion and any type of gender affirming care. And they like list out some specific ones without their parents' permission or knowledge. And the doctors do not have to tell them. Like they have no legal obligation to tell them. I think sometimes, I think it like might even be like a HIPAA violation if they do tell them in some cases and it can, you can charge it to your insurance and everything and they can't be held accountable for it. They're not like held accountable for it. And they also cannot be penalized if someone from a different state comes and gets it as well. Um, it also says that there is no, um, it also says that there, it, that physicians can prescribe any uh, type of birth control to basically anyone all ages. And so the article that I read was like pretty ambiguous about it being like, birth control might be abortion, but I believe that birth control is just straight up birth control. They, um, they voted it through. And so then it goes, so when you're passing a bill, it starts in one of the chambers and they vote that bill, that version of the bill through and then it goes to the other chamber and then the chamber will have a, what do they call it? Um, a committee and the committee will review the bill and then they will make their own version of it and like vote it and then the two bills will get compared and they will choose the better bill and vote that one through. And then it's up to the governor to sign it into law or to veto it. And if they veto it, it goes back to the chamber, they make adjustments, and they send it back to the governor. And if the governor vetoes that one, then it's completely off the table. So it got voted in the House, it was sent to the Senate, the Senate made adjustments to it, and then they were going to vote on it. So if they were going to, if they have, Democrats have a majority, so it would have been voted through. But here's something that the Republican senators did. They just left. They just all got up and they, they like they just didn't show up the next day. And they staged a walkout. And so basically what they're doing is they're waiting out until the legislative the congressional session ends. So then they can't vote on it. And so once it ends, the only way. So once this ends, this bill is completely off the table. And so you'd have to, so then for this to be gone again, it'd have to be, it'd have to go back, get significant changes to it so that it is not the original bill that was voted on in the House, and then somehow make its way back onto the, like, I don't know, like, bracket? I can't explain it. Like, bracket of what the House will vote on and go through it all again but the chances of that happening is like slim to none like that just doesn't happen so they've been on uh they've stayed they're on the 10th day of their senator walkouts for 10 days and um i believe that their congressional session is ending very soon so it's good news that this this bill will like uh I would say chances are like 99% that this will not be passed. And the funniest part is this is not the first time that the Republican senators have done this. So back in 2019, there was a bill that was going to go through that was going to cap the carbon emissions um, 
for like industrial complexes. And we have like a big airplane factory in the state that provides a lot, a lot of jobs. And so if we did this carbon cap, they would leave and it would take away like thousands of jobs. So once again, it went to the house, it went through the house, it got passed and it went to the Senate. And so that next day when the Senate was going to vote on it, they just didn't show up. And so the person who was like residing over the Senate, like called up Kate Brown, who was the governor at the time, who was like, yo, we're missing the Republican senators. And I think there's 10 at the time. And so they literally just like sent the Oregon State Police to search the entire Capitol and they could not find them. And so then they were like, they are really actually missing. And so they just like went looking for them. And these senators were gone in the wind. Like two of them drove the Washington. One of them bought like two burner phones and a whole bunch of them just like went and stayed in Ohio, Idaho. Like they just hid out in Idaho and they literally threatened to send the National Guard to go find them. But like no one knew where they were until the congressional session ended. And then they all just like popped back up the next day and were like, hey, sorry, guys, we like turned off our phones. Actually, we forgot that we had a family vacation planned. Oh, what's, were we supposed to be out? Oh, I'm so sorry. That totally slipped my mind. I forgot to write that down. I forgot that was part of my job. That was, yes. Oh, yikes. Oh, I'm so sorry. I had an appointment in Idaho. I like, I am convinced that like every year, I told the series to Amanda the other day, but like every year, they have like a, the block of dates of the Congress is in session, um, blocked out at like an Airbnb in Idaho, so that like in case there's a, they like see a bill coming up and they like call up the dude, we like we will be there in like twelve hours, and then they all get in like a van and just like drive over to Idaho. Yeah. Um, I just think it's like the funniest thing on the planet, and I definitely feel like if I was on the other side, I'd be like, "This is ridiculous. They shouldn't be doing that." But like, you know what? For once, I'm like, for once, I'm gonna like admit my bias and say this is really funny, and I appreciate this. And I also have never heard of this happening in another state, so I don't know if it's just the way that our Congress works that this happens, or if it's other states too. I definitely does not happen in Washington. Hmm. Maybe you should call up your governor. You should call up your senators and be like, hey, this is what these Oregon senators are doing. Why don't you give it a try? Unless you have. If I was calling up my governor, I would have other things to say. Or your like local senators. But I am. I don't know if Washington has a super majority in both chambers, though. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what's happening in Oregon. Like. That's what's happening in Oregon, and like I feel like that's kind of the only one of significance that is going to be passed. Um, oh, crap, I forgot to vote. <laughs> I was supposed to take my ballot in today. <laughs> Yikes. Okay, well, I guess I don't get to vote. I mean, it was just for, like, school board and stuff, but... Yeah. I know the person who's, who is... I sing and choir with her. But like I, I guess I still do sing and choir with her. Yeah, I know her. She's pretty cool. Okay. All right, our last story. So New York hotels have decided to kick out veterans and replace them with immigrants. Hmm. Are these legal or illegal immigrants? They're illegal. Because. Hmm. It all happened right after uh, 
title 42 was up. Mm -hmm. I had to think about which title. Okay. I was also thinking 49. You really got that into my head. So this is not the longest news story, but it's very important. 20 veterans were kicked out to make room for illegals who were coming from the listing of Title 42. A New York Post article says the outrage grows over the veterans being kicked out of the hotel. Do you know why the out the people are outraged? Do you? No? Maybe maybe because we're putting illegal immigrants instead of the people who like risked their lives and like left their families and went through like basic training and like months on end like out in like the desert to defend us. That are many of them, you know, suffering from PDS. PDSD. PBS. <laughs> yeah. Watch a little bit too much Martha Spakes. <laughs> Actually, I don't remember what was on PDS. PBS. Oh, that was like um, Word World and like Super Y. That's what was on PBS. Super Y. Super Y. <laughs> and Wild Kratz. I loved Wild Kratz. Yes. We had this discussion at the zoo while we were sitting with a lemur. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> but we apparently care about not even U.S. citizens more than our citizens. Uh, one of the spokesperson for the Eureka Israel Tony Foundation, which is who was placing these veterans uh -huh. they're trying to regain the trust they they're very upset because of how they have been replaced and we are too you want to know why they're very upset uh -huh. <laughs> because they took their home and gave it to someone else putting them on the streets again yeah. it's like we like to treat our veterans it's like how they don't fit. Like they're like, it's almost like okay, you know, you know. Okay, I feel like we've all had that like one friend who like is like all about. Okay, like I had this friend, you know. Yeah, I had this friend, and she would only post her skinny friends. Like she would only post pictures of her and her like other skinny friends. So it, like ruin her aesthetic and stuff. And, like, that's what they're doing. Like, they only will be, like, like look at what we're doing for all these immigrants. Like, no one cares about these veterans because they, like, don't fit, like, the, like, aesthetic of, like, who they, like, who are, like, the, like, I don't know, like, oppressed fit, people. Yeah, it doesn't fit their narrative and, like... Yeah. Like, think about, like, how, like, I always think about how, like, the left is very, like, guys... The blacks are so stupid and oppressed. Mm -hmm. Like, look how dumb they are. We need affirmative action. Like, look how dumb they are. We don't need voter ID. Like, all this type of stuff. And then they're like, but like, then they're also like, you know who, but like, affirmative action, like, actually affects like negatively the most Asians. Uh -huh. And so they're like, we don't care about the Asians. Exactly. 
and like the like I just feel like like any like Asian like first gener first or second generation like Asian American just like it absolutely screwed over by the left. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Republican Congressman Mike Lawler, who represents Rockland, Putnam, Duchess. Apparently we're Duchess? going to Apparently we're going to England all of a sudden. These sound like names from the Aristocats. <laughs> and um, Westchester counties. Mm-hmm. Uh, said, it is absolutely outrageous that homeless veterans would be displaced to evaluate, alleviate New York City's migrate, migrant crisis. The mayor, Eric Adams, would choose to endanger the welfare of our veterans speaks volumes to what debacle this has become. Mm-hmm. Like that's it's just so sad. Mm-hmm. Let's get into our main topic of the week. Okay. This I don't little know what was, but I just did. This little spiel is rough. So don't judge me because sometimes I'm quite proud of them and sometimes they're really bad. Okay. So Florida once, like California and New York, has become a safe haven for conservatives to, um, to, to flee from high gas prices, astronomical taxes, and borderline satanic legislation. And looking at you, Washington. I'm not, I'm not a part of what they, their decisions. Don't give me that look. Republicans and even some liberals um, are fleeing blue states in masses um, to red states such as Texas, Tennessee, and even swing states like Arizona. These red waves is what we're referring to as the conservative exodus. Yeah, I guess like to to kind of talk about, I feel like this is something that doesn't get talked about like a super mat lot, but. Like, we're essentially, like, seeing this pattern in, like, all these people who, like, live in, especially, like, conservative, like, commentators and stuff who originally lived in kind of more liberal states are going to specifically, like, Florida and Tennessee. And then, like, sometimes, like, not as much Texas anymore, but a lot of people are moving to Florida and Tennessee. Like, I feel like Texas used to be, like, the place to go as a conservative, but now it's, like, Florida. Because of DeSantis. Yeah. And, like, they're leaving all these liberal states because, like, California and New York and stuff. But it's kind of like, I don't know, I guess, like, the question that we're asking is, like, is it our, is it, is it, like, our duty as Republicans to be, like, the, like, to, to, like, see out change in our own political like in our states even despite the fact that we are the minority or is it more beneficial for us to go like absolutely like pack these red states i don't know passing the mic to you calista what's the what's the what is the the media saying about this like hard to find an article there's a lot of 
Actually, there wasn't even a lot of opinion pieces. There just wasn't much on it. So I don't know if, like, they just decided it wasn't important to discuss mm -hmm. or what's going on. Or if they're just, like, not noticing it. Mm -hmm. My nose is starting to stuff up, so if I sound weird, sorry. I feel like I take notice of it from, like, in conversation with people, but not as much, like, a like a media thing like in commerce yeah. especially like whenever we go to turning point meetings and everyone's like i want to move to florida i was like hmm hmm and i feel like it's something that i don't i feel like it's been it's become such a part of republican culture especially like specifically to people who grew up in like very liberal states i think it's i feel like it's mostly a west coast thing honestly to be like yeah, yeah like like as soon as i can i'm like packing up and like moving to the south yeah, yeah. maybe like you like to like a west coast thing because we're we only hear this side of the country because we're from here Mm -hmm. but yeah i don't know and a lot of it's like um they really saw a jump during like 2020 and after that because of covid restrictions like not so much in 2020 but like 2021 and 2022 when there were still states with covid restrictions so people were like fleeing the covid restrictions more so than the mm -hmm. actual state yeah so I found a piece from David Brooks. And I just found this statement extremely interesting. He goes, I have only one question. If we're right, so I'm taking it, he leans more left. He goes, why are so many people leaving blue states so they can live in red ones? That that statement really blew my mind. Like, I have no idea what he's trying to say. I think he's trying to say what I see it as is because they're like... Oh, so if the left is the one who is in the right, like, has the moral high ground, then why are so many people leaving? That's a good yeah. question. Like, that's... Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, if the left are in the moral high ground, then, like, why do all the left-leading, then why do, like, the three biggest cities in the country have the highest rate of poverty exactly. and, like, the highest rates of crime? Oh, so in an NPR article, it says, residents have been fleeing states like California with high taxes, expensive real estate and school mask mandates and heading to conservative strongholds like Idaho, Tennessee, and Texas. This article is from 2022, so that those were, like, the states that mm -hmm. people were pointing to. And, like, that just goes to show, like, this other guy's question, like, if we're in the right, why are why are, why is everyone leaving? Mm -hmm. well, maybe because high taxes, expensive real estate, and school mask mandates, because, again, this was 2022, so some mm -hmm. of the uh, states still had school mandates. Yeah. School mask mandates. But, yeah, I'm just like, just like, um, wow. I, like, listed, like, the four main reasons why people are leaving, and I said, like, the number one is obviously politics. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, like, that's why we're talking about this, like, 
that's like why we're talking about this because obviously it's it is an, an intensely political issue like people like don't want to live under these legislators who are taking all of their tax like hard-earned money and increasing their taxes and then giving it to the people who aren't working as hard Uh, i would say if you don't look at it from a political perspective it's a religious one too because people are leaving to find states that mm -hmm. might not care about politics but they have enough moral compass to know that if your state is hiding transitioning kids from Mm -hmm. their parents that's not morally right so like their religious compass could be guiding them um another one is obviously is money like honestly like taxes are insanely high and like insanely high in liberal states it's in liberal states like just look at oregon like we don't have we don't have a sales tax but we do have insanely high income taxes and um insanely high like income taxes and insanely high property taxes yeah like it's just and it's not going towards the thing like it's not even going towards the things that it should be like i maybe could understand if it's going towards the things it should be but it's not like we have such a like obviously we are like known for having like such a bad homeless thing like it was not until i like went to like other cities like other states that i realized that like most people like don't understand what it like a what like a tent village is yeah like most people like don't understand like most people are not used to like going to like going into town and just seeing like your entire local park just be like tents um another third reason is school district slash curriculum um i would like to say somebody grew up in public school i feel like we've been getting a lot of, i feel like i've i don't know why but on my tiktok i've been getting a lot of public school hate lately and i don't know if, i don't know if calissa like hacked my algorithm or something but like every like every like okay. third video i scrolled through it's like why were you like why are you so dumb because you went to public school i'm like i don't feel dumb I don't feel like I was dumb for going to public school and like I'm not saying like holistic I'm not like saying like "Mm." (laughs) no I was like personally attacked like five different times this morning when I was scrolling through and like it really like put me off for the day and I've definitely been on a rampage being like I am not a dumb idiot for going to public school (laughs) like I I'm like very pro like it just depends on the kid but the obviously like the curriculums, especially with the book bans that they're doing right now and the books that are being seen in around, like that is a factor for people. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely support school choice and stuff. Yeah. And obviously, obviously I believe that like honestly, like I'm very much of the mindset that like it's depend on what works for your kid like I feel like I did very well in public school in the way that I think that the way that like public school runs and like that type of stuff I think it worked really well for me but I think someone like my little brother probably would have benefited a little bit more in like private school no maybe not I don't actually I don't think so but like I think that some people they'd benefit more from being homeschooled or private school or something or charter school or something like that um, last thing is obvious. Last thing is it's a culture thing. 
um, when you live in a very liberal city, it really kind of affects like everything in the way that it affects like everything surrounding your culture and stuff. Like I talked about this last week, kind of like being on, I like for a lot of time, I did feel like I was like on the defense and I like, I don't like, I don't necessarily think I don't necessarily like, I don't believe that I would have had it like any other way. Like I love, like I like, like most of my friends are liberal and I'm fine with that, but like it affects like a culture thing. Like when you go downtown in Salem, like all the, like the specifically the small businesses will have signs that like have like black lives matter and like hands up, don't shoot like all over their businesses and stuff and like t-shirts and stuff like that. I'm specifically thinking of one that's in downtown Salem and it affects like every, it, it does very much affect like the culture surrounding your city and like I don't know like if you drive through Oregon like it's small chance there's very limited chance that you're gonna see that many American flags around or like if you do like they're like not taken like it's very low chance that you're gonna see a lot of American flags especially and then you, and then you drive through Mo- Montana and every every property has at least two American flags and about five Trump flags but you know mm-hmm as somebody who just drove through Montana two weeks ago. Yeah, and, like, sometimes, and, like, honestly, there are some, like, actual real races in Oregon. There is a guy who, like, is just parked in the Planet Fitness near my house that just, like, has a Confederate flag. I also delivered to someone who had a Confederate flag, and it was not a, like, it was not a, uh, what do you call it, um, like, hands-free delivery where I just like leave it and like just put on the doorstep and leave but I definitely treated it like one I was like I don't think I want to have a conversation with these people exactly like I was like I don't think that I I I don't I was like I don't think that there would be a lot for for it'd be beneficial for me to have them open the door and be like here let's like sort through you giving me a cash tip instead of maybe like a bullet in my head yeah but no that's like the four reasons i didn't even think about religion but i guess that makes sense yeah with the religion thing so many people are like well i don't bother with politics i don't want to talk i don't want to talk about politics i don't want to talk about politics (laughs) or like I don't care about politics. Do what they can do what they want. But then like they have this moral compass saying like, oh, killing babies isn't a good thing. Mm-hmm. Sheltering kids from their parents who want to transition, not a good thing. But they don't like see it as a political issue. They more it's just like their religion, yeah. religious compass being like, oh, maybe God doesn't want us to kill our children. Mm. And then, and like at the like at the end of the day, it's like hard. I have a real struggle on finding where I fall. Mm-hmm. On I don't want to live in Oregon for the rest of my life, just because I don't want to live in Oregon. Like, there's no. I have like honestly, there are things that I absolutely love about Oregon like I I like I said I want to live somewhere one day where I can raise my kids in the four seasons because like that's the best thing about Oregon is that we have 
like for like our falls are some of the prettiest falls that you can get our some our springs we get all the cherry blossoms and stuff winter it snows like twice it's just enough that it lasts for like three days and then we have like beautiful like 80 to 90 degree summers yeah i definitely the four seasons uh-huh. no way I, well actually the only way i would live it's the potential i would move to arizona but not it would bug me not having the four seasons like i miss yeah. the four seasons if i was in arizona i think i would go up towards flagstaff yeah like i wouldn't stay in phoenix but i definitely do not want to live in arizona like i know no, like, like unless i get a job there that's the only uh-huh. but like what's i gonna say I would live in Spokane. Mm-hmm. Like, just continue living here. Like, I like it. But, like, I see why the people are moving to these more red states because, like, you vote and you don't feel like your vote's counting. So it's, like, mm-hmm. hard. Especially when they call the Senate race. Or, mm-hmm. I think it was the Senate race. They called one of our races. When it was 50% counted. Hmm. I was like, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, like, I can see it. Like, I just, I don't, I honestly, like, don't have, like, my preference is going to be based on, like, honestly, the type of climate and, like, maybe expenses. But there's nothing in me that will, like, prevent me from, like, living in, that will be, like, I absolutely don't want to live in that state because it's a blue state. Other than California, but that's... Other than California. Other than California, that's just because I don't like California and, like, Illinois because I don't want to be shot. Yeah. I guess... But I don't live in New York. As long as you stay out of Chicago, you're fine. Yeah, but then it's just the Midwest. Because my old... (laughs) <laughs> yeah but I, then it's just the midwest and i definitely don't want to live in the midwest you're like so i only have these certain requirements but also add these ones to no, 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 no. because whenever we go and visit my family in minnesota the only other black person i see is my brother for like five days and like I'm not like you, you know I you know I'm making that a requirement. I do want to be on like any given day, be able to see another person of color. Like no one, not a single person of color, except for the airport, and not employees of the airport. People getting on international flights in the Minnesota airport. So it's not even like people flying locally. It's like international flights. I'm like, oh, you're flying back to like Arabia. That's fantastic. <laughs> Like, in order for me to see another Black person that day, I'd have to actively go find my brother and look at him for, like, ten minutes. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure I got three shades lighter being in Minnesota. So, yes, I will, I, will, I will say that I want my kids to be able to, like, wake up every single day and see another person of color. And that's not me just being, like, mm, diversity. I, you know what? I stand by that. I want my kids to live in somewhere that is at least a little bit diverse. Okay, I was going to say something, but I don't remember now. (laughs) I have, like, a weird personal hatred of the Midwest. But you also forget you're black half the time. You know what, close to, when you're surrounded by this many white people, you don't even know. You don't even know. Do you wake up every morning and actively think, hmm, I'm white today? 
No, I just go about my day. Yeah, I like go about my day. Like I don't think I don't like think of myself being like hmm, me as Black Allison. I'm gonna live my Black life on this day because I am Black. And like me as Allison, just like lives my life. And if I like am hating on another group of people, I'm gonna like do the like common denominator. Yeah. What was I gonna say? I was gonna say something before your rant. I don't think like necessarily I would move because of politics. It would be like jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, housing prices, like where I could afford to live. Mm-hmm. Right now, nowhere. But no. you know, tent. Not even that. I can't even afford a tent. I can go move go into move. Camp Hope downtown. I could enroll as a nun. <laughs> okay. That's the only way. <laughs> That's the only thing I could afford right now. <laughs> But yeah, like, yes, it would be nice to have, like, like, political leaders that align with, like, my values. But, like, I know that's not always going to be possible Mm -hmm. in the current state of our country. Yeah. Or we're, you know, allowing tens of thousands of non-U.S. citizens into our country. I feel like a lot of people talk about Florida and be like, DeSantis is... The second coming of Christ. Like, people are like, the sense is the second coming of Christ. He flipped Florida. Yeah. It was not, in fact, the Santa that flipped Florida. It was, like, the Cuban-Americans and the Puerto Ricans who flipped Florida. Because they do not like socialism. And so they, in fact, did not like Biden or Bernie. Exactly. And, like, Florida, like I said, in my notes, I said Florida did not switch just switch because of the sandas like florida switched because the people there instead of fleeing to like texas or like alabama like held their ground and said we are going to be the change and like yeah, if exactly mm-hmm, that's the only way that we're going to change and it's like very frustrating because like sometimes it does not feel worth it but like we can make it worth it like like if arizona had not had the issues we had arizona would be red like Georgia yeah. would be like the, all these places. The only, the only place that I don't think it's possible is California. The only yeah, the only things I don't think is possible is California. Like I am seeing a lot of the up and coming. Like I think a lot of the up and coming influence are influencers are much more right leaning right now, and mm-hmm. a lot of them are moving to a lot of them are moving to these really like red states, and I think that we're gonna definitely see like they say like Gen Z. Is like weird split because I feel like there's a very very small majority of Gen Z that is like these like super chronically online liberals, but I do believe the vast majority of Gen Z is right leaning because the vast majority of Gen Z is seeing how we're getting screwed over by the millennials. Yeah, exactly. Like we're getting screwed over by how the people of the generation before us are voting, and we're seeing how that is affecting us faster than how the generation before the millennials voted for them. Mm-hmm. like um and so i think that there is a very strong possibility is that if we keep if we keep occupy like stay and occupy these blue states and like start like actively like voting and like prioritizing and being the change like a lot of these states are going to end up like florida where like these like like these like marginalized communities that they believe 
are uh, marginalized communities that they believed are like so oppressed that they have to vote vote less so that they can get like these free handouts mm-hmm. are gonna switch. Like, look at what is happening with the look. Look at what's happening with like the Hispanic community going on right now, and like the Latin American community. Like a lot, a lot of them are switching their votes because of how how everything is being pushed with like gender affirming care. And then also, like, they're very pro-life because, like, a lot of them come from, like, Catholic families. Mm -hmm. So they are very pro-life. And they're seeing that, like, these blue politicians are, or these Democrat politicians are voting for all these horrific abortion laws. And they're like, "We that's not what, that is not what we're for. Like, Mm -hmm. like, not to get, mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes people are like, one bill can't, or one law can't change somebody's opinion. But I feel like the abortion, like abortion issues is what could change the one thing that could possibly change people's opinions completely. Mm -hmm. Not to get. Especially if they actually watch Mm -hmm. or like listen to exactly what one is. Like, I feel like the media is trying to convince us that, like, we're more left than the other. Like, we're more left, our country is more left than ever, but I completely disagree. Mm-hmm. I am very much seeing in the, I'm very much seeing in the very near future that we are making a very, I wouldn't say it's a very, like, super swing to the right, but I think that there's a very gradual building of more young Republicans growing mm-hmm. in I think the young Republicans are more willing to vote. They're more willing to get involved and they're more vocal about it. Like not to give like a proper lobe stuff, but like look how much the Grand Canyon has blown up in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Like look at like look how much like Grand Canyon has blown up in the past couple of years. Like look how much like these organizations like Turning Point and stuff are blowing up in the past couple of years. Like yeah. they're blowing and like look at how much like like, look how sick and tired people are getting of thing, getting tired of, like, things like what, like, what Disney's doing, where they're replacing all these things, or, like, how tired are they getting of, like, these kind of older Gen Zers, like, the, I would say, like, the older, kind of smaller section of Gen Zers that are, like, basically millennials that are, like, respect our pronouns and stuff, and being, like, mm-hmm. no, you're getting crazy, like, you're getting ridiculous, and they're, like, switching to this and like think about how many nfl players and like influencers are like coming out as republican and like talking about all this stuff and are like um becoming like greater advocates for what they're standing for i think the biggest thing like Mm. i think there are a lot more like conservatives or like republicans but they just haven't found their voice yet because it's Mm. hard to speak up because it does seem like the media is controlling this narrative that the left is like the they have the majority they're gonna win everything and so like you just feel discouraged but you just have to find your voice and and i think more people will slowly start to find it and then we'll see a change I guarantee you, if you asked anyone of our generation, if they felt more comfortable talking about their politics with someone who's liberal than who was someone who's conservative, they would say conservative every single time. Yes. Because if you are liberal and discard, disagree with someone who else is liberal about like something, um, even like something the smallest thing, you will be absolutely torn apart. But I feel like li- like conservatives can be like much more welcoming to outside ideas. Yeah. And I do think that we do struggle in some places in seeing like um 
I do like I'm not saying that like we're like the perfect party but I am saying like we struggle in some places and like seeing compromises on stuff but I also am like I just I do like I wholeheartedly feel like there is more room to compromise on that side and stuff I feel like we're willing to listen and our go-to is not screaming because that's the left's go-to is you know just really loudly screaming for their favorite move but we'll we actually use our listening skills. Will we agree? Not necessarily, but mm-hmm. we will listen to what you have to say. Yeah. Like that's one of the reasons that Ted Cruz is my absolute favorite senator. I think that he does a fantastic job of like agreeing. I feel like he does a fantastic job of like willing to like negotiate and like understand compromise. And I know yeah. a lot of Republicans do not like him because he sounds very much like a TV evangelist. But mm-hmm. I really like him. Also, he does look like a like, Civil War general, and I'm weirdly attracted to that. Okay. I need to add something unhinged to this episode. We couldn't go through it completely hinged. That would be... That, would, that just wouldn't be us. Mm-hmm. Civil War general. Out of all the things to describe somebody... Okay, but have you seen this, like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't know what mm-hmm. you're talking about, but yeah. Look up a current, look at every, everyone, go to your computer, look up a current picture of Ted Cruz, and you cannot tell me that if you, if someone told you that was General Ted Cruz, who, like, led the, I don't know which side, the Confederates is the bad side. Union? Well, he's from Texas. He led the union into in union into battle. You would be like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, oh yeah, I totally remember le- learning about him in history. That's what I'm going to tell my kids. I'm going to tell my kids that he was a Civil War general. And this is why you cannot homeschool your children because you yeah. tell them lies. This is going to be the benefit that I am not going to homeschool my kids because you would tell them lies like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But you would make it convincing, and then they would tell all their friends, and then their friends would be like, what? And they'll go up to their teachers, and their teachers will be like, you know, I thought it was Neapolitan. I thought it was Napoleon ice cream until I was 15. Okay. Like, I thought, I didn't, like, I read, like, I thought it was Napoleon so much that I read it as Napoleon. I was like, that's what Napoleon. And so then when I finally learned about Napoleon in school i was like <laughs> that's not how you spell it it's with obviously with an eo <laughs> obviously i also read fascinating as fantasticating i mean i read zaza's pizza with two z's so yeah recently I, I don't have dyslexia but i definitely add letters and i don't know if that is a form of dyslexia <laughs> I'm like a maple tree. You've drained everything you've got from me. <laughs> when it comes to this topic. There's not much more you can. You might as well just go make syrup now. I was like, I think we actually answered all of our questions, sort of, sort without of. saying them, but we went on some really, made some really great points and mm-hmm. yeah. Top news of the week. Pop news. Pop news. Imagine if, like, pop news is, like, just popcorn. 
just popcorn or a different a different pop each day, each week. Pop news. Pop news. And today we have a Pepsi. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I was thinking pop news. I was thinking like pop news as like the sound that it makes when you open a Snapple bottle. (laughs) And so like every every week I would just open a Snapple bottle, but it's like a different flavor every week. Like today we have orange mango. (laughs) Now I want Snapple. I haven't had Snapple in like years. Pop culture news of this week. This isn't actually pop culture, but I don't have a place for this. And for the second week in a row, I was going to talk about Ed Sheeran, and then I forgot to look up the stuff, and I found it boring. Um, but in case anyone is wondering, Ed Sheeran was getting um, sued by Lionel Richie's team about thinking overthinking of you, um. Because they like copied a chord progression in Lionel Richie's song, but then they were like, "Y'all are being crazy, and this is stupid, and we shouldn't be suing over something like this." And it got thrown out. So that's the Ed Sheeran thing. Not nothing, not much interesting. However, we do have updates on Prince Harry's lawsuit. Uh, I discovered that Prince Harry is not in one, not two, but three lawsuits right now. So, um, he's suing the news group newspapers over phone hacking, and he's also suing Associated Newspapers over the same thing. But, um, this one we're talking about is the Daily Mail one, which is what I mentioned a couple weeks ago. Um, so, he is, so, they went to trial on Friday, and the trial's supposed to last about seven weeks. Um, he is not testified yet. He is going to testify in mid-June. So I think he's coming back to the UK to testify for other for his other two trials, but he's supposed to be testified and cross-examined in mid-June. Um, but the Daily Mail, like, basically, it was opening um, shindigs, and the Daily Mail, like, firmly deny any allegations claiming that they had any phone hacking and they said that there's a real concern that there's been a highly publicized smearing of the reputation of the board and board members and they're basically like if the things that we get if the information we get is from a third party source then what how is it illegal if we got it from a third party and didn't know how it was gotten i was like was it gotten from a third party or did one of your journalists like hack their phones so they're like denying this completely and they've already but I think that's something that's made them look very guilty is that they have settled more than 600 claims of phone hacking outside of court. So like when you settle something outside of court it basically is essentially meaning like they paid off they paid off some money to make it go away. Yeah. Over 600 claims. So for over 600 Claims are coming your way, basically saying that you hacked their phone. You probably hacked their phone. Even if maybe a hundred people were, or a hundred claims were coming your way, it would still be like, hmm, that's suspicious. Anyways, that is all for us this week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of I Don't Want to Talk About Politics. 
Check us out on Instagram at IDWTAP underscore podcast. Also check out our personal Instagrams, which are at Allie.Joy173 and CalistaJ1776. Um, check out our references, which as always are linked below in the description. And they will actually be linked this week because I got busy and forgot last week. Calista, what will we be talking about next week? Next week, we'll be concluding May by doing a deep dive into how our country's healthcare system treats our veterans. It's incredibly sad how these people risk their lives for our country and then end up on the street. I feel like it sounds very sadistic to say I'm excited for this episode, but I was very, I really enjoyed how our chemical abortions episode, oh my, I just twitched again. I really enjoyed how our, our chemical abortions episode went and I feel like we learned a lot of new things from it and like this is something I don't know very much about and so I'm very excited to kind of like do some learning, do some educating and we can learn together as a little podcast family. Yes. Um, Costa, do you have any, any more thoughts for this week? No, I don't think so. Happy, enjoy May, everybody. Well, the rest of your week, everybody. If it's sunny there, enjoy the sunshine. It's been, like, in the 80s here all week, and I got to go to Lake yesterday. It has been in the 80s and sunny, except for about 20 minutes, both yesterday and today. It was downpouring, and yesterday the rain was bouncing off the pavement and flooding the uh parking lot at my work and it just happened to land right as i had to go back inside for my lunch break or after my lunch break so i was soaked for the rest of the night it was not fun it does not sound like fun i was freezing i was sweating my booty off at work yesterday (laughs) I don't know why I was inside, but I was helping someone try on a dress and like they had a corset and I've never tried a corset before. So she and I really went through an emotional journey together of me learning how to to tie a corset. And she didn't even like the dress at the end of the day. And so I was so mad. She was like, this dress is really ugly. And I was like, you made me tie that corset for you to think the dress is ugly. But was the dress ugly? No, it was beautiful. If the, it didn't, it was not her color. It was not her color. I know you're thinking it's white. No, some of my dresses are like pink tinted. It was, yeah, it was like a very, it was like a purplish pink tinted, and so it was not her color. She had very like dark orange hair. Yeah, but the dress itself is very pretty. Ooh. I wonder if it looked pretty on you. I'm still in my hunt to find your dress. Okay. <laughs> We got distracted. What were we going to do? Yeah. We were trying to end this. Yes, Once, we okay. <laughs> Once again, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. I usually end it, so that made me sad that you ended it instead, but it's fine, I guess. Well, you started laughing. <laughs>